NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods. And I'm Paddy Hirsch. If you check out a chart of interest rates over the last hundred years, it looks a lot like a particularly dramatic mountain range, the kind you might see in Patagonia or Kashmir, jagged peaks and plunging troughs. If you look at the way rates tend to move over time, you tend to get spikes sharply up in the air and then crashing back down again. John Authors is a senior editor at Bloomberg. He's also a keen hiker, and for him, interest rate increases are like the steps a person takes to climb a mountain. They're considered, they're careful. Yeah, but that's when the climber's going up. Coming down, whether you're talking about mountains or interest rates, is something else entirely, John says. Not only is it equally difficult technically, it can be a lot more hazardous. It is statistically shown your great preponderance of serious accidents and deaths for mountaineers come when they're going down, not when they're climbing up. Cheery? Yeah, a little grim. On today's show, John will tell us about his twin concerns for the economy when it comes to climbing the interest rate mountain. First, that the Fed could drive rates up too far and push the economy to breaking point. And second, that could result in a rapid retreat from the summit, which could be too fast and too far with rates falling so low that they could bounce us into a bubble. The twin terrors of our interest rate expedition. It's coming up after the break. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Babson College. The world needs entrepreneurial leaders, and you can become one at Babson College. Gain the skills to lead, motivate, and inspire through a specialized master's or MBA program with full-time, part-time, and online options. Turn ideas into action with a graduate program that caters to your professional needs and fits your lifestyle. Ranked number one in entrepreneurship by U.S. News and World Report. Apply now at babson.edu slash gradprograms. This message comes from NPR sponsor BetterHelp. When you keep your stress bottled up, it can eat away at you. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to make them better. Try BetterHelp Online Therapy, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp at betterhelp.com slash NPR today to get 10% off your first month. This message comes from NPR sponsor Slack. Sometimes it feels like there aren't enough hours in the workday, especially if you're trying to grow your business. That's why you and your team need Slack. It's the AI-powered platform where work happens, and it has so many helpful features, like huddles for impromptu meetings and workflow builder to automate tasks. Slack is what you need to help everyone have a productive, easy day. Slack. Grow your business here. Learn more at slack.com. Support for NPR comes from ADP. Don't know if you've heard, but the latest workplace trend is currently sneaking up on your business. What is it? Could be anything. The great cubicle comeback, maybe a global bagel shortage. Dealing with anything is what ADP does best, something they've been doing for over 70 years. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions so businesses are ready for the next anything. ADP, always designing for people. John Authors writes a column called Points of Return for Bloomberg. 
He says the interest rates as mountain analogy was given new life recently by Hugh Pill, the chief economist of the Bank of England. Pill was speaking in Cape Town in the shadow of South Africa's famous Table Mountain. He was trying to introduce the idea that he wanted to raise rates, not necessarily that far, but leave them high for a long time. And making the arguments, visualising the way this would look on a chart, he said he wanted it to be like Table Mountain, which is relatively squat and then has this huge horizontal plateau, rather than like the Matterhorn, which is this alpine peak with this sort of famously clear-cut triangular peak. John likes this analogy because he's a hiker and he loves the high places. He says if rates did flatten out and stay high the way Hugh Peel would like them to, that might not be a bad thing. But he says what's more likely to happen is that central bankers will keep hiking rates. That's what they've tended to do in the past. The phrase people use a lot in the markets is that central banks have to tighten or bond yields have to rise until something breaks. Something breaks. Something like, I don't know, a bunch of banks failing, maybe? No, that would never happen. (laughs) Or maybe unemployment going through the roof? I don't necessarily agree that keeping interest rates high for long are necessarily going to increase the chances of a financial accident. This is Anusha Chari. She's a professor of economics and finance at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And she's a little sceptical of John's theory that the Fed is going to push rates until something breaks. I think that the Fed has really been taking a data-driven kind of cautious approach. You're already seeing lending going down and credit card delinquencies going up. People's buffers of pandemic-related savings are being drawn down and so on. And so I think that the Fed is doing this kind of gradualist dance precisely to avoid a sharp recession. Okay, so maybe the Fed might not actually break anything, fingers crossed. But John says that if history is any guide, for example, ahead of the 2008 financial crisis, the Fed will probably still push rates higher than they actually need to. Typically, central banks keep doing something until they realise it's caused them a problem, until they realise they've gone too far. It's almost necessary to overshoot just to make sure you've had an effect. At this point, of course, a central bank would have to reverse course and start cutting rates sharply. To go back to the mountain analogy, they'd have to start coming down the Matterhorn fast, which is the second of John's concerns. My fear is that actually even the Matterhorn, which has a fairly triangular look about it, might not be the best analogy. My fear is that it could be like the Torres del Paine and Cerro Torre in Chile and Argentina. They basically go straight up and straight down again. They're monoliths. They're quite terrifying things to behold. Yeah, they are pretty much vertical, those slopes, and that spells danger. Not because they're so steep, but because mountaineering descents are naturally more dangerous. You know, the climbers are tired. They don't have the goal of a peak ahead of them. They're, they're in a hurry to get home. The same applies to central bankers on their interest rate hikes. <laughs> I see what you did there. But the thing about central bankers is when they're deciding to raise interest rates, they've got this specific goal. On the way up, it's, you know, oh my God, inflation. I've let inflation out of the bottle. We've got to stop this. But lowering rates is trickier, John argues. I mean, it's easy politically, because business and the stock market love low rates and cheap money. 
But the goal is less specific on the descent, and there's a real danger of coming down too far, too fast, and pumping too much cheap money into the economy. When you cut rates, you always have in the back of your mind, if you're a central banker, that you are running the risk of losing your credibility, of going too easy, too fast. And that's how you create bubbles. John says there are several issues that the intrepid hikers of the Federal Open Market Committee should be keeping their eyes on going forward. Things like the health of corporations. They've borrowed record amounts of cheap money, and that's getting more expensive now. They should also think about the war in Ukraine and its effect on Europe, which John thinks could slip into something akin to stagflation. Also right now, there's a lot of uncertainty around how the war between Israel and Hamas might develop. Yeah, there's also the effect that rising U.S. rates and a global slowdown is having on emerging markets. And then there's this issue that's already raised its head, you know, the effect of rising rates on our own banking system here in the U.S. Fed Chair Jerome Powell is navigating the Fed across some pretty treacherous terrain. And Ushachari thinks that will make it difficult for him to achieve the much-vaunted so-called soft landing. Ah, the soft landing, yes. But the near-vertical bone-shattering drop into the Patagonian abyss that's the making of John's nightmares? That's not on Anusha's radar. She thinks the gradualist approach will prevail. I'm not fearful, right? I, I sort of feel like there's probably going to be a mild recession. But I do see inflation as being the more challenging problem in the sense that it's going to take some doing to bring it back to the 2% level. All right, so a lot of confidence in the Fed's actions. As for John Authors, he actually reckons that Jerome Powell hasn't done too badly, all things considered. He let inflation get too far and left interest rates too low for too long, of course. But of the last 18 months, John thinks he's done all right. And the question for Powell now is, what happens next? He's like an expedition leader on a featureless hill, shrouded in cloud, and trying to figure out whether he needs to push on or turn around or, I don't know, maybe just camp out for a month or two. The problem we have, and it's basically because we have no good precedent for the shock we all got from the pandemic, we still can't really understand why the unemployment data looks the way it does, why, if you believe the vacancies and so on, there still seems to be more people looking to employ somebody than there are people looking for work. How is that possible when they've hiked rates so much? Eventually, the clouds will clear, and it'll be evident what the Fed needs to do. And at some point, it will mean cutting rates and making the descent. Yeah, because you, you, know, you can't stay on the mountain forever, no matter how much you might like it up there, right? No. John says that as Jay Powell leads the summit party down from the dizzy heights, his legacy will be on the line. Raising rates when you didn't need to looks bad. Cutting them and causing something like the dot-com bubble or whatever, that's just utterly humiliating. You are going to go down as an idiot in history, and that's not nice. An idiot in history. I mean, those are strong words. Yeah, nobody wants to go down as an idiot. This episode was produced by Brittany Cronin with engineering by Josh Newell. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Our editor is Kate Kincaddon, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com switch.